there! Welcome to Ag Trends by AgVend, a podcast where we dig into a new era in ag retail and explore the strategies being used by pioneers in the ag industry. Welcome to Ag Trends. My name is Anna Cardoz, Product Marketing Manager with AgVend, and this week's guest is Dan Larson from CFS Co-op. So, Dan, why don't you introduce uh, introduce yourself to the listeners? Well, hi, my name's uh, Dan Larson. I'm a regional growth specialist with uh, Central Farm Service here in Owatonna, Minnesota, and uh, we're just a member-owned cooperative doing agronomy energy feeding grain here in south-central Minnesota. So, Dan, how did you get hooked up with CFS? Give us a little bit of your background and your experience and how you landed there. Um, so, I'm originally from Medford, Minnesota, which is kind of just up the road here from Owatonna. Um, grew up on a small farm. Um, both my parents were teachers. Dad's actually the ag education teacher in Medford. Um, graduated from there, went to South Dakota State for four years with a major in agronomy. Um, finished up there in four years, came back, had a couple internships over the summer times, and um, started in the co-op and have been here for about four and a half years. Very nice. Yeah, it's interesting. Have you noticed there's kind of a, a new crop, uh, pun intended, of sales agronomists and you know crop nutrition specialists kind of coming out of school and starting to learn from the, the old guard, as we may say? Oh, yeah. Yep. There's uh, it, it really feels like uh, I'm even on the middle spectrum of a salesperson. You know, there's you've been here for four or five years. Now there's half a dozen other younger agronomists that uh, starting to make their way out of school. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So Dan, to kick it off question, we ask every single guest, uh, what is an innovation in agriculture that you did not think was going to take off or be successful, but has, and has surprised you, whether from your time in your internships or your time at the co-op, what is something that's, surprised you um this one I had to think about a little bit um but I actually kind of went back to like drones and their technology and ag um you know coming off or right at the start there was a bunch of different drone manufacturers and my I guess my biggest thing about what kind of government regulation was there going to be you know you watch the news and you hear somebody's flying a drone over an airport and you're like, Oh geez, that's going to ruin it for all of us. You know, yep. but it seemed like it within the last two to three years, stuff has just caught up whether technology or different egg based programs. And nowadays you can go out, fly a field and pull an NDVI map, or there's even programs that you can have a drone do stand counts or different types of precision levels of, uh, of, of scouting that is just mind blowing. And I didn't think we would have had, you know, even three, four years ago. So. Yeah, and, and how does the implementation of those types of technologies and tools impact your role with grower customers and impact kind of the, the data and information you're able to give them? Yep. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's like another tool in the toolbox, really. You know, you can have, you can have your boots on the ground scouting, walking fields all year long, but you know, you get that bird's eye view from a drone or an NDVI image um, of just a grower's fields. And it's instantly another talking point. It's something they seem to be really interested in. And uh, it can definitely help a conversation. Yeah. And it seems as of late, no two years have been the same, right? Last no. year, 
pretty wet at the beginning. And this year then, you know, we had a little bit of the opposite. Everyone got in the ground earlier, but then it happened to be a little bit drier, at least right. in parts of the country. And, you know, then we had this um, storm that went through last week or 10 days ago now that's mm-hmm. negatively impacted a lot of the crops. So how do you take some of those tools in the toolbox or that technology and really, you know, provide those real-time updates and recommendations to your customers? Yeah. So it's, I like to, at least the first time you introduce something like that, I like to uh, basically meet with the grower and even have them come out to the field and just see what we're doing, you know, whether it's a couple fields or something like that, show them the technology that we're using and then even kind of make a schedule of it. You know, you can um, come back to something every two weeks or, you know, every 10 days, that type of deal, touch back with the grower, say, Hey, I'm going out looking at this. And then always provide your results, you know, provide that results, get that feedback from the grower just to see what you can keep doing um, throughout the season. Yeah. So, you know, you're talking about providing results and like getting that information back to the customer. Mm -hmm. How do you do that today? And are there ways that that could be streamlined or made easier for you guys? Oh, I, uh, it's all over the board right now, really. (laughs) I mean, it's phone calls, texts, emails, um, I have some growers that request basically like letter carrier mail. Um, so it's, there's just half a dozen, 10 different forms or, or, you know, just so many different forms of communication that way that of varying levels of success too, you know, whether it's a text message, a phone call, or that snail mail that the guy might not get for five, six days. So it's, it's difficult, I guess, to try and keep track of everything that way because you're not centered into one location. It's you got something on your computer or the 15 notebooks you have or your phone or, you know, that just, it's, it, it, the paperwork or the paper trail is always longer, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then I think about growers like my dad who uh, still uses a flip phone. So yep. he's not one to get email results on his phone, but my mom is the one who's always checking that stuff on the internet oh, yeah. for him, you know, his bookkeeper, um, yep. <laughs> for lack of a better term. A lot of text that says, hey, Dan, this is so-and-so's wife, you know, <laughs> they're, they're basically sending the text message or the emails or something like that, so. Yeah, yeah, so what are, I mean, I guess, what are some other things like that that really make your role as a, a sales agronomist more difficult because you're spending time, you know, chasing down different ways of communication or Mm -hmm. different pieces of paperwork like what are some other things that have provided to be proved to be a little bit more challenging than you maybe initially thought they would be um even even on my end you can do all the planning in the world but then when uh we hit the fields and just take off and you're busy 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 it's you're constantly attached to your computer you're constantly attached to your phone or your tablet and and uh, it makes even that separation, whether it's a phone call and you go back to your computer or you get out to a field and you get a phone call just says you step in 20 feet into the field and you got to go back to the truck, you know? So it's just that communication of grower needing something you put in, say a ticket or, or, or something like that. And always kind of being interrupted in what you're trying to accomplish, I guess. Yeah. So. Well, and it sounds like it, sometimes the information that your customers are asking you for in some of those interruptions isn't always easily accessible, right? right. So what mm-hmm. are some, do you have any examples of some pieces of information that 
you know, a customer will call and ask for, and you then have to run back to the truck, which sometimes if you're only 20 feet in, that's nice, but right. sometimes, you may sometimes you're in the middle of the field. Yeah. And <laughs> I know I, I lived in Minnesota for a little while. Some of those fields can be pretty long. So yeah. that can oh, yeah. trek back to the truck. Right. So I, it all kind of all depends on the season too. You know, the grower might be calling for another uh, seed delivery. So then you got to remember how many units he wants, what type of treatment, and you've got that all in your notes. Well, he might have those notes, but to put it into your system, you've got to look at your notes or what you have on the computer and plug and play there. Um, different bond tickets grower might call you, tell you if fields are ready to be sprayed or fertilized or, or a side dress like that. So it's always looking back on the computer or your notes and then turning a ticket in and just kind of the, the couple steps in between what you have wrote down versus getting the job actually done is, is what it's kind of the hold up, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like there's no streamlined way to do it today and it causes some either lag time or even the potential to have some mis misinformation or um, an error really when you're thinking oh, yeah. what your customers ordered or what, uh, what services they're looking for because you guys are a full service retailer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and like I said, you could plan all you want. And then when you get into the thickest stuff and plans change, it's kind of throws your ABC options out the window, which right. is almost always weather dependent. So. Yeah. Yes. I know. I, you always think about that. It's like a rain day. You probably try and get out and see every customer possible, but yep. yeah, they're all itching to get in the fields too. Right. Yeah. Rain day, you fix paperwork and try catching <laughs> up. <laughs> How many customers on average would you say that, you know, a sales agronomist in your organization services? Sure. Um, so we, the lists probably vary with territory size of, of a sales agronomist, but um, I kind of work a four or five county area, or at least have growers in four or five counties. Um, so probably my current list is roughly 60 to 70 customers that I actively do business with. Wow. I mean, so I can't even imagine how hard it may be to keep all that information straight, right? Yeah. It's like I said, I, uh, I have pocket notebooks that I just, I probably go through when we're busy. It's probably one every two weeks and wow. it's just, you're talking on the phone, you write something down and it's better than coming home with uh, pen ink all the way up to your elbow. But bring you back to your college days, right? When you like, right. Oh, I forgot my notebook. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so Dan, like if you had a perfect world or, you know, you think about these tools in your toolbox, like a, a magic tool, mm -hmm. what would be some things that would really help streamline some of those communications or organize some of those communications and ultimately save you time? Because if you're doing paperwork for 60 or 70 customers, I mean, that's got to take a while and takes you away from doing what you actually like to do, which I'm assuming is being in the fields and meeting yep. with your customers. Right. So I think it goes back to what we already mentioned of just the forms of communication, you know, the, the text messages, your emails, if there was a way that you could take all those messages or have like a almost communication center and all the growers are in this say one program and they're using that one form of communication to you, whether it's to send messages or approve um, field plans or grower programs, that type of deal, that'd be, super slick and, and 
helping keep track of everything is, is the biggest thing. Yeah. And you know, how important is having all of that information accessible on your phone? Right. That's huge. I mean, it's, it's definitely not going to get any less important to have some sort of smartphone capability, whether it's yeah, looking stuff up on an app or any type of web-based writing in the palm of your hand, wherever you're at. So, yeah. Are there certain things that would make your life easier from a customer standpoint? Like if they were able to self-serve or look at different pieces of information, not only in streamlining that, that communication on your end, but how could, you know, digital tools or the implementation of a platform almost make your customers a little bit more self-sufficient with a couple of things. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I mean, a lot of the phone calls you take in the busy season is, um, something like, Hey, I just got done with this field. You can turn a, turn an application ticket in, or, um, you know, I just, I just got done harvesting this field. You can spread fertilizer now. So if there was a way to basically have some sort of said program where if it's, if nothing has changed, if your plan hasn't changed, if nothing's being updated or, or moved around, it's just the same. You could easily plug and play, hit a couple buttons and say, if I need another load of fertilizer or something like that. And that might take the communication out with me, but if it's something similar where they don't have to make that phone call and it's, and that's what they want to do, that'd be a lot of, save a lot of time, I think on both ends. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily hurt your relationship with the grower for them to be able to press a button and say, like, I'm ready to be, I'm ready for fertilizer application. Right. You know, because, you know, I think we, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this because we hear a lot that, you know, we know that agriculture is all about relationships. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I grew up on a farm and I think about the relationships my dad has. And I know that those will never be replaced, but I think there's a little bit of trepidation when you, think about digital tools and how those can be implemented into your role as a sales agronomist. And there's often a fear that, you know, by having some digital tools, it replaces or diminishes the relationship that you have with your customers. So what are your thoughts on that? And how do you see that, you know, working in your organization today with the digital tools CFS is adopting and moving forward with? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I, I've had, I've heard that, I wouldn't say pain point, but just that question or issue come up in the past. Um, but it's just, it goes back to the, you know, people buy from people or, and that's how you grow your relationships. So if you can have that trusting relationship with a, with a grower and set them up on something that's going to make both of your lives easier, whether it's one less phone call or one less thing to keep track of for both people. Um, and it's simple and it you know, doesn't take as much time as you would think, I think both parties can win win with that. Yeah, simple's a good point. You know, I'm sure you've seen some tech that is pretty cool, but may not actually be very easy to use for you oh, yeah. or for a customer. Right. It's It looks cool, like you said, but then you pull out the maybe operation guide or how to get started and it's 16 pages of something and it's like, wait a second, this isn't going to work. Yeah, like this actually isn't saving me any time. It's making my life more difficult. And not only now am I a sales agronomist, I'm tech support and I have to explain everything to the customer. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you know, that's that's one thing that we always say at AgVend is, you know, you can build the coolest, flashiest tech in the world, but if no one knows how to use it, it's really just a waste. And so, 
you got to have something that's easy to use that, like you said, friendly. Yeah. And that has those mutual benefits. Like not only is it good for you as the sales agronomist, but it's great for your customer and it saves time and gives information quickly on both sides. And I, I think that's something that sometimes, you know, we can get away from ourselves. You think about technology that can be introduced into agriculture. Oh, absolutely. So as you think about how your role has changed in the last four and a half years and mm-hmm. how you think it's going to change in the next five years, you know, how do you, how do you think the role as a sales agronomist is going to continue to evolve and where do you think that technology plays a role in that evolution? Sure. Well, I think even with having been here four and a half years going on five or, or whatever, um, just I hope the, the the relationship building can stay the same, but you're doing more, even more boots on the ground work instead of uh, maybe being trapped behind a desk or something like that, trying to finish up paperwork or look up stuff for growers where um, it's something where they could be self-sufficient and still you'd be using the technology. Um, and it's, it's user-friendly of course. And then that way you can get out more, get across their ground. Um, be more of that consultant looking at their stuff instead of just saying, yep, here's, I can't get out there cause I'm trapped in the office the next three days working on paperwork, you know? So yeah. it's, I think as the years go on, there's going to be more of that um, mobile type of um, sales and consulting rather than um, strictly paperwork, more, more, more digitalized with everything. Yeah. Are there certain times of the month or certain um, times of the year where you're trapped behind your desk more than you really would like to be? And it, it does impact your ability to go out and see customers. Yeah. It's uh plus or minus five days around the 20th of every month. Okay. That's, uh, that's, that's bill pay day. So it's, you get a ton of questions on statements, mailers, maybe they return some product that didn't get accounted for on their uh, monthly mailer statement. Um, but it shows up different on your end. So you could call with a bunch of questions, differences. Why does this look like that? What does this mean? How do you read the statement? All that good stuff. So it's, but other, other than some slower periods where we're not maybe doing, you know, farm work or anything like that, it's, it's pretty consistent there. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like, you know, by having that in a mobile frame framework where you could actually view that information on your end on your phone or easily on your computer you could still be out visiting customers and not have to be chained to your desk kind of reviewing everything in the system is that fair to say absolutely and i think on my end especially but even more so for the growers like if there was there was a way where they could see real-time account information you know like I said, they returned some product or something didn't get billed before the end of the month, but they maybe cut a check for it and there's a difference or they got a credit. And so now the next month when it shows up on the statement, it's something confusing. You know, if there was one program or location where they could go look at, and if they have any questions then they could call you or message you from there instead of, well, here's my paper mailer, something got missed. And then we're still fighting it kind of two, three months down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know my dad, for example, reviews statements like with a fine tooth comb, you know, he's precision. Yep. Oh yeah. He's looking at those statements 
probably depending on the month spends like an hour looking over the statement, pulling up any other invoices that he got mailed to him. And, you know, I, I think about kind of what Agven can do with the grower portal. And my mom keeps joking. She's like, when's our retailer at home going to get this? Because this <laughs> your dad and me so much time. Yep. And you think about kind of online bill paying um, and think about how many bills you pay online or have auto pay for versus, you know, in agriculture, unfortunately, or maybe not unfortunately, but, you know, I think about ag retailers and like, that's the only bill my mom and dad still have to pay by a check mm -hmm. and they still have to mail it in. I mean, they could call in and pay with a credit card over the phone, but at that point, my mom says it's just easier to, to mail in the check. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if there was a way that they could pay those things online, um, review those online, I know it would save a lot of time for my family's operation. And so, you know, you think about the Agven Grower Portal and what we can do there. And it's exciting to hear that that's a big thing that would save you guys time and actually, you know, make your lives a little bit easier. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think... I think a lot of the growers would be on board with it because just like you said, you know, how many of them bank online or have some sort of, uh, you know, account with a financial service online, something like that. It'd be real similar to that. And I think your auto pay, at least comment is almost spot on. So. Yeah. Or at least going paperless, right? Like right. not getting a 12 page statement in the mail every yep. month and, and we actually, we tried that a little bit because of, of COVID, you know, this actually March, April, we tried going paperless and had maybe 30, 40% of my growers that tried it um, kind of with an email address type of deal, send a statement over that and haven't heard any complaints about it yet. So, yeah, I mean, even just doing it via email, like that's a pretty big percentage of your customers that were interested in doing it that way, you know, not even an online portal or a mobile portal where they can review everything. It's just an email. They still have to right. go through the pages of it, but yep. pretty, pretty impressive percentages there. So yeah. as you guys move more towards, you know, having the portal side of things, I'd be interested to hear how that number changes. And sure. Oh, absolutely. There. I think it might take a little while to at least kind of dip your toes into it, so to speak. But I think once we get it up and run and everyone just, the ease of use and time savings is, is hopefully going to be beneficial all around. Yeah. You know, we actually see about 50% of users or growers that are in a portal paying an invoice online in the first two months that it's live. So oh, wow. yeah, so we do see a pretty high um, adoption rate there because like you said, you know, think about how many people bank online or do everything else online and right. it just, yeah, I mean, saves time. I feel like we've said Kind of fits into their their favorites bar, so to speak on like yeah. Google Chrome, you know? Yeah. Or I mean, even just having an app right there on your phone that yep. you can pull up, you know, it's from your trusted retailer, you know, it has your information in it. Mm -hmm. and you don't have to mess with pulling up Safari or Chrome or whatever you have on your phone. It's literally just an app. It's like right. Facebook, right? Yep. <laughs> Which I know, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes guys in the tractor or in the, in the combine with, when they have that, um, auto track on they're just you know got time got time in the field to look at apps yep, found another couple minutes to do something that's right um good deal well dan is there anything else you want to share you know life as a sales agronomist or um you know insights into what you think will really happen 
um, in the next five years or how this, you know, COVID experience may continue to impact um, ag retail and impact kind of digital adoption. Sure. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a good example to see what could potentially be coming down the road, you know, especially with COVID this last, we've been, you know, six, seven months, um, you know, with offices being closed, um, you know, meetings by appointment, um, still service to walk-in customers, but it's, it's a lot less few and far between coming in and more so doing the emails, doing the calls, going out to growers. Um, kind of sets the stage a little bit for a, a new kind of program adoption. And then one of those things where maybe guys have been used to it for the last six, seven months and they can really catch on quick going forward. Are you seeing a reduction in the requests of in-person meetings because of that? Or is it more just a little bit planned out right now? Um, I think it's more planned. Um, you still, you, the meeting numbers I say, or I should say are probably pretty consistent still. Um, just maybe those guys that were always consistent walk-in customers, um, they're either calling ahead or saying, Hey, come out to my farm. Um, which dep- depends on your time management and then what you got going on works and, and we've been able to make most of it work. So um, just kind of that switch from them driving to the co-op to maybe, like I said, more planning and, and coming out to them. So you're putting a lot more miles on your truck. Is what you're oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> more driving around for sure. Good thing fuel is cheap right now, right? I guess. <laughs> Gotta find a silver lining somewhere. Right. Yep. There's a positive in everything. Well, Dan, I appreciate your time today. And I'm going to close with the question that we ask everybody. And I really hope that you have a funny story for this. Oh, boy. Uh, So in your tenure as a sales agronomist and, you know, working in agriculture, what is the craziest thing that a customer has ever asked you to do or that you've ever done for a customer? Oh, geez. Um, I thought about this question probably the longest. Um, I just remember, well, probably two years ago where it was uh, spring and uh, we were super wet, just couldn't find the time to do anything. But when we did find the time to put some anhydrous on, I actually uh, had a grower call me about one thirty-two in the morning. Um, I actually got home probably two hours before that and was like, hey, I need one more tank of anhydrous. Like, can you find somebody to pull that out? Tried calling a couple of people, nobody answered. I'm like, well... I guess I'll drive the half hour back to work and play a tank of anhydrous and stop and grab a gas station pizza, which was surprising for two 30 in the morning, but uh, it was going to rain like eight, nine o'clock the next, that, you know, that same day. So here comes Dan at three, three AM after I grabbed a tank with uh, Mountain Dew and a pizza. So. And you, you, know, you took care of it all right there for him. So that way it yeah. was all on before the rain. Right. Yep. Finished. He was able, uh, he just needed that one tank to finish and uh, he was able to get done before the rain. And luckily that shot of rain wasn't too, too heavy. So uh, everything worked out in the end, but got, got a couple uh weird questions from my wife when I was getting out of bed at two 30. Like, yeah. Uh, it's almost like that state farm commercial. Like who is Jake from state farm? Right. Right? <laughs> You're going to be called at three in the morning to go like where are you going you just got home a couple hours ago (laughs) man that 
I do not think I would have been able to wake up at that point. I would have been like, mm, right. Yeah. It's, it's not the first time it probably won't be the last, but uh, you get all sorts of requests like that. Yeah. Well, hopefully but, those are fewer and further in between or at least hope not for better going. weather and uh, we can get stuff done when the sun is shining in the daylight. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's a pretty good answer. Um, you know, hopefully sure. that customer doesn't make it a habit to call you at two in right. the morning. Right. Yeah, I said, yeah. <laughs> what, what you get, uh, your one mulligan or what you want to do over like this, and that's about it. So. Yeah. Well, Dan, if people want to find you, you know, how can they reach out to you or how can they get in touch with CFS if they want to explore, um, you know, that co-op and becoming a, a customer there? Sure. So uh, we have a website. It's uh, cfscoop.com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at uh, Central Farm Service. So pretty active on both those accounts. We uh, post some tips of the week and have some other uh, kind of highlights from all of our retail divisions. So Fantastic. Well, if anyone's in the in the Minnesota area that uh, is covered by CFS, hopefully they'll go your way. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Dan. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, good luck as you guys are kind of gearing up to get into harvest season. Hopefully no 2 a.m. calls and hopefully everything goes nice and smooth for you guys. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Hopefully uh, hopefully we stay dry or at least a little bit on the drier side and uh, we can finish off this uh, fantastic year so far. So. All right. Well, we'll talk soon. We'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, Anna. Thanks for tuning into Ag Trends. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us with the information in the show notes. See you next time.